All right, we are here. Hello, everybody. Oh, it's me. I'm Jamal Khan. And I'm Mackenzie King, and this is The, the Truth, Truth Hypothesis. Hypothesis. The very first one that we're doing. So, welcome to being OGs. OGs. To trip, 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 this OGs. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Literally starting from the bottom, now we're here. Absolutely. And I just want to welcome everyone to our semi-safe space, like, to just have a conversation. Yeah, we hope that at the end of the day, if nothing else, we can learn more about other people who don't always think the same way as us, but yes. that we can find more common ground in, like, the human. Yes, without humans. the hatred and name-calling and all the other stuff. Like, yeah, you can have a conversation, like. Yeah, absolutely. If, if nothing else, we'll all learn to keep our comments to ourselves. Yes, keep it cute <laughs> or put it on mute. Keep it cute or put it on mute. You will be hearing lots of late mm -hmm. 90s, early 2000 throwback phrases absolutely. as we have not grown the fuck up. And or musical references, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. abound, mostly. Yeah, so maybe mm -hmm. we should, okay, so since it's our first episode, we should tell you guys a little bit about how me and... Jamal. It's pretty epic, actually. Jamal met. <laughs> um, so I guess I'll start with saying I am going to be 32 this year. Hey. And so this is taking you back to like 2005 or 6. 2006, 2005, yeah. yeah. And we were in high school, the old Mimesburg. Mm -hmm. And we were both in a group called Madrigals. 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 <laughs> Which was essentially like a paid audition group you had to be a part of, like to be a part of you had to audition. Mm -hmm. And we sang madrigal style music and if you don't know what that means, it's essentially like chamber choir. Or like a lute um, and everything. Yes. And so we were both in this group and we were also both a part of the musicals at the school. Mm -hmm. And so this was at a cast party for Into the Woods, right? Yes, it was Into the Woods, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll come back to later because that's Full also circle. both of our favorite musicals. Um, but we were downstairs hanging out with the cast members as cast members And everyone's like, let's watch Rent because the movie had just come out. Like, mm -hmm. Fresh. Like. It, was, it was fresh and new, um, the movie, not the musical. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, <laughs> Mark got his ass on a bike and started battling. <laughs> And me and Jamal were like, mm-mm, no. This is not for us. This and we is... literally went upstairs. Yeah, we didn't even, it was like, da na 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 And we were like, that's it, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Could not take it. No, so we went upstairs um, and by ourselves watched Beauty and the Beast on VHS. Yes, on a VHS. Like... Um, and at the same exact time in the movie, when it got to this point, the... No one. We did it at the same time. We had not said a word to each other ever at all. about it. Like, uh uh. And we did it at the same time, and we were like, <laughs> "Did we just become best friends?" Absolutely, we did. And that was literally it. And here we are. You here know, we are sixteen years, years later, later. Jesus, still being the bestest of <laughs> yes. friends. Yes. But that's that's kind of how it started, and it, it grew from there. Over time, I mean, I had. I've had kids. Mm -hmm. He is a godfather to one of my children. Yeah. And ups and downs, like countless shows, countless at this point. Like. Yes, so countless. From uh, standing by me on my wedding. Yes. I mean, mm -hmm. we have been through hell and back together. And we just like with everything that's going on in the world, but specifically like mm -hmm. to us, America, 
felt like it was time to put our conversations because Jamal is still one of the only people that I can call and talk on the phone with for Same. hours. I hate talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate it. Like, I would rather text and, like, you and probably, like, maybe J-Swag, like, are the only people that I would, like, bake cakes with on the phone. Yes. And, like, that's another reference, too. Like, yes. If you bake- don't know what baking cakes are, then, like, you need to get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... We just thought it was time, like, we have all these really important conversations mm-hmm. together, and we wanted to put them down so that other people can see that I think we're all a lot more alike, and we all have yes. a lot of the same, like, thoughts. Yeah, and we may disagree slightly on certain issues, but, like, not enough to where we need to be outwardly hating each other because of those yeah. differences. Like, I think, like, so much... I'm going to get a little political here for a moment, but so much misinformation is spread mm-hmm. nowadays, and... Um, especially like generationally, like the difference between, you know, you have, I would say like your millennials and under who are like really good at understanding and how to dissect what is real Mm -hmm. and real information Mm -hmm. versus maybe a generation who's a bit older and maybe struggles with that because you know, the information age is absolutely like not something they grew up in. Yeah. And so they see something like, well, I saw that on there. I'm like, well, did you check it? Like, did you see where it came from? Like, I do that with my mom. She's like, well, I saw that. I'm like, but who sent it to you? Like, who what? Who was it from? Like, and then it's like theonion.com. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, well, let me explain to right. you what satire is. Exactly. And it's one of those things where I just, we, we, we decided that as politically charged as we both are, and mm-hmm. you'll learn that over time. We mm-hmm. both. Didn't very, used to be. We like, did not used to be, but I feel very, as a, you know, we're both, you know, queer identifying mm-hmm humans i'm in a like cis heteronormative relationship um with two children one of which is also queer Mm -hmm. one is four so who knows what she'll be when she grows (laughs) up um but you know as like and as we started you know and jamal is a bpoc and i'm a female um and so as you know this divide became wider and we found ourselves in minorities not that we weren't always, but it the divide became more obvious. Absolutely. We felt. We had to speak truth to power, like, exactly. as much as possible. Like. And, and it just got to this point in, um, within politics, everything has become so political. Mm-hmm. And it's always been political, but now it's just, we're able to recognize that fact. Yes. And we, as charged as we can be, or as angry as we are, we also have talked so much about how if we come at people in this way this very charged and angry way that we're not going to it puts people on the defensive immediately yes and how you present your whole argument like oh yeah because i think cancel culture and like maybe that you know can be the Mm -hmm. cancel culture is dangerous even that has gotten co-opted like yes by like the extreme far right i think like because like cancel culture started out as more about accountability culture, like Mm -hmm. holding people accountable for the things that they have said that may have been messed up. Not necessarily canceling them outright and like, but more so be like, what you said back then was not okay. Like, just so that you know, like, yeah, and now people took that to the extreme. Yes, now it's immediate, like, mm -hmm. you did this thing or this was in your past and like, we have to, we can't fuck with you any longer. Right, which is to, like, people can change. Yes, and it's, it's, it's exactly, and and you have to give them the chance to change. You have to give them a chance to change and and you also have to understand that no one's going to meet you 100% of the way and I think that is kind of what 
maybe like wrapping up this like intro section is like the point is is we want to meet people closer to the middle Mm -hmm. i don't think at any point are we gonna get people probably fully to the middle even us like i hope that in some way when we start bringing guests on Mm -hmm. because i would love for someone to like really come on and have a persuasive argument to make me like i never thought of it that way and like i have to reassess like what i'm thinking about now like which is, I guess, a great introduction to what we hope this podcast will be. So each week, mm-hmm. um, you'll hear a little bit from us. We'll do introductions, and you'll you'll hear a little bit about from me. I'm I am a artistic director for a local theater company in our area, and so I'm gonna do a musical segment every week. Nice. Um, and Jamal will really head up some trash politics. Basically, all the trash politics that's happening during the week, and like what I can say is like really probably like people need to be aware of because yes. that's what I wanted to start this whole thing up because I just felt like if I can make people see it on my post and like they've read it at least somewhere it may feel like I'm screaming out into the void but at least they have seen it somewhere from someone that they know that's not like extremely yeah. crazy or like someone who does there. the research absolutely yeah and then every week Barring not this week because it's our first episode, mm-hmm. we will have a guest on um, in a segment that mm-hmm. I believe we're gonna call "Convince Me yeah. Otherwise," yes. um, where we, me and Jamal, align almost one hundred percent on mm-hmm. all of our beliefs. Um, and if it's very not, rare, that it's we don't. very rare if we don't. And if we do, we'll definitely let you know before mm-hmm. that. <laughs> but there's, um, but very much we we align. Mm-hmm. So we our our goal is to have someone on every week who differs. Uh, the opinion on whatever that topic is for the week. Yes. Examples such as, you know, like trans people, mm-hmm. such as um, women's rights, mm-hmm. veganism. I mean, it won't Anything, always be... Yeah, and it doesn't have to be extreme, like, controversial topics either. Like, mm-hmm. I would like for just, like, things that we don't even know about for exactly. people to come in and be like, oh, you do deal with, like, gardening and, like, like that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So, like- if you think you have something you'd like um to chat about or something that you think maybe you will differ about um email us at the truth hypothesis at gmail.com yeah we'll set it up yes awesome all right well i guess we'll move into our next segment yes which will be my musical theater wrap-up of the week yes theater so I just had like the honor of going on a little girl's trip to New York. Um, and while I was there, I got to see three great musicals. I saw Hades Town. Mm-hmm. I saw Paradise Square, which unfortunately shut this week. Oh, um, or last week, yeah. And there's a lot we could talk about there, but that's not what we're going to talk about mm-hmm. today. Today we're going to talk about A Strange Loop. Yes. Um, I urge you to do your research on A Strange Loop. Mm-hmm. I urge you to look up all of the information about it, all of the amazing black artists Mm -hmm. um, that have worked on it. And I have never left a show so moved and so inspired. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important, me and you were talking about as I got home, there's a lot of blackness represented in theater, but it is always under the guise of... Or it's uh, very niche. It's very niche, but I'm going to go 90% of the time in musical theater, black people are represented when it is specifically about blackness, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. are represented in, like... Hamilton, for example, yeah. where we're talking about, like, where we have that, where, but it's not about blackness, mm-hmm. okay, and sometimes 
and it has been, you know, people can say it's almost used as like a kitsch, like look, we put black people in these roles, mm-hmm. or it's historical. Historical, yeah. Um, Blackness well, is not normalized in theater. Yes, com or um, contemporary blackness. Contem- yeah, and so yeah. it was one of the most unapologetically black shows I've ever yes. seen. Um, contemporary wise, it, it it didn't apologize for what mm-hmm. it was. Um, if you look up the information, their tagline is big, black, and queer-ass American Broadway show. And that's exactly what it was. But I think what I wanted to bring to it, because I'm not black, mm-hmm. um, I'm very much white. And so <laughs> what I wanted to talk about was how one of our friends, uh, who, going all the way back to old Miamisburg High School, was worked with us in high school, um, was one of the producers. And they said it so well, they said that... A Strange Loop is a mirror for some people and a window for others. And it was really this beautiful thing that I watched where I got to see black people around me and people of color around me, specifically queer people, Mm -hmm. um, really see themselves on stage. And it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then I saw specifically, and I'm going to call us out as white people, I Mm -hmm. saw white people really seeing the harm that we, we can do in those moments. But besides that, it digs into so much more than just what blackness is. It digs into things that people of all races mm-hmm. and, you know, gender identities and so on deal with, which is, um, you know, trauma when it comes to religion. Absolutely. Absolutely that, though. And that was one of the biggest takeaways that I had from it. Um, I have dealt with a lot of religious trauma. Mm-hmm. And so I... It was so interesting to be able to see myself in a show that wasn't about me exactly. or for me in, mm-hmm. in that exact way. And I, I hope that we're able to connect, though. Mm-hmm. And I, they did such a brilliant job of allowing it to be that. And I hope that more people I hope that we start seeing more pieces like this yes. on Broadway um, for those of us who need to learn from it. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who deserve to see yourselves on stage represented mm-hmm. in, in a way that is true to now. Yes. Yes, because, because we've talked about there's so many things where we're like, where we talk about slaves, mm-hmm. slavery, or we yeah. talk about things like that, and that's all important and so it necessary. is important and necessary for the history because they're trying not to teach that history now. However, comma I like would be okay to not have to like do see another movie or show that's about slavery, like just because of, like that's the vehicle to get representation yes. out there. Exactly, like. You deserve to have your stories told um, by black people Mm -hmm. and produced and, uh, you know, by mainly black people or queer people Mm -hmm. um, and to be seen on the the level that it is being seen at because it did win the Tony for the Best New Musical and it fully deserved it. Yeah. And that's awesome in and out of itself, like, because, like... Yeah. The only thing that I can think of that, like, reminded passing me of it strange. is Passing yes, Strange. Yes, exactly. Like, which was, like... And that raise your mu- hand if you know that musical. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you most people haven't. And it's phenomenal. Like, if you don't know it, check that one out. Like, mm-hmm. And that one kind of deals with, like, similar tones. Not in the same way, obviously, but, like, with, as far as, like, blackness and, like, the church and, like, all that kind of things. Like, mm-hmm. And relationships. And relationships. And... Like, Kind of to go along with this podcast, the reason why I wanted to talk about it first is it it, it asks people to understand each other better. Mm-hmm. It asks us to say, if you can't understand me, can you please respect me? Respect me. And, I and think these conversations will be hard. Mm-hmm. It will be hard because racism, bigotry, all of that 
is not easy, it's hard and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So the conversations about it are going to be uncomfortable. But the more we do it, the more we engage and have these uncomfortable conversations, they become easier to talk about because we have the knowledge and the tools to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'll, I'll wrap up this little segment with what is a past, what, what is this a strange loop? And it is essentially the idea that we will never fully know ourselves, right? Because mm -hmm. as soon as you think you have known yourself, you will continue to grow. Mm -hmm. um, we start back at the beginning. And so um, I hope that if you decide you want to listen to a musical this week, you give that one. Yes. You give that one a listen, even if it's uncomfortable, especially you white people. Mm -hmm. Even if it's uncomfortable, you need to listen to it. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. It may, you may go into it thinking that it will be uncomfortable and end up really liking it. Like, mm -hmm. You have to just give things a, a chance that, like, you don't know about. Like, exactly. Broaden your horizons. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. All right, Jamal. All righty. So, obviously, like, the biggest thing that people are talking about besides, like, inflation, gas prices, which are going down? have been going down <laughs> for, like, 40 days consistently. Yeah. Like, but, Maybe um, I saw a three on the sign the other say day. That. Like, <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> pack that shit up. <laughs> like, yeah. Stuff. And so, like. Most news stories don't want to say the good news because good news doesn't get people riled up and mm -hmm. excited. But, like, gas prices have consistently been going down, which is a good thing. Like, I mean, inflation is happening because of the war, COVID, corporate all kinds America. of things. Corporate America, capitalism. Like, capitalism. Is the, we could have a whole woo, That's the main thing of all of it. But, honestly, like, Roe versus Wade being overturned, like, and this like majority conservative Supreme Court that we now have, like mm -hmm. because elections have consequences. Like and like the most the main thing that I wanna talk about in this whole thing is that like us as millennials and I'll use the George Floyd riots from twenty twenty as an example. We did that and it was awesome and Brianna Taylor, like all of them say their name, but like we didn't hunker down. Like, we needed to and, like, we were supposed to. And that's what it's going to take because the opposition, the, the Republicans who have been voting for years, knew that the ultimate goal mm -hmm. was to get Roe versus abortion. Like, mm -hmm. And yeah. so they didn't complain when they didn't get their votes right. They weren't like, oh, fuck the Republican. I'm never voting. They were just like, oh, we're just going to keep voting. Like, party line. And, like, it took them 40 years. It may take us 40 years. I know. But, I think that's the... That's which like, is frustrating, but, like, mm -hmm. we have to fight for it. And it's going to be a constant fight to stay a free democracy. Like, yeah, I mean, to call my own ass out, like, I think the, I think the, I think what... <laughs> I think maybe what it is is, like, learning to be uncomfortable or to, like... So, like, for instance, like, I went and I... And I, and I protested mm -hmm. um, with, you know, during 2020 and mm -hmm. the height of COVID. And yes. And then I stopped. And that's the thing. Like, they were like, oh, yes, we can talk about police reform, blah, blah, blah. And, like, we'll talk about it. And everyone was like, great, boom. What's changed? What's mm -hmm. happened? And I think it, and it's really easy to fall into that ideology of, well, COVID was happening. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, mm -hmm. this was happening or that was happening or I don't want to go to jail because I, so on and so forth. And, mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like... If we're gonna stick it to Roe v. Wade right now, the the our grandmothers and mm -hmm. they went to jail. They yeah, were arrested they and they did. had to be fucking uncomfortable. 
uncomfortable Absolutely. to see change happen mm-hmm. for us for us yeah and then we didn't keep or hold them to that standard mm-hmm. we got complacent we got complacent. specifically i will call out the democrats, democrats. like mm-hmm. like and that's okay because like at the end of the day i'm not a democrat nope. like and, and you're not a democrat and we've mm-hmm. talked about this like i'm probably more democrat, democrat yes. mostly because please understand <laughs> <laughs> but that's what i'm about to say yeah. it's like i'm i'm probably more like of a socialist and mm-hmm. you take that for what you Same. fucking think that means democratic like i'm a socialist like, yes i'm a democratic socialist mm-hmm. but where the democratic party is scary right now and what we're like what is scary about what's happening is that the democrats are a little bit more woke Mm-hmm. Or the people that vote Democrat or are probably more socialist or libertarian or like whatever you want to mm-hmm. call them. But and so we're holding our party to a different standard in some ways that's biting us in the ass. It is. It, not some ways. It is biting us in the ass. Because we because, don't have the structure yes, that we need. We don't have the structure yet. So either we have to all get on our ass off our asses and fight like a war mm-hmm. and be ready for what those consequences are. Mm-hmm. Or we have to suck it up. Like, do you think I wanted to vote for Joe Biden? <laughs> Literally, like my eleventh choice, I was like, "God, damn it!" And I, thank but I you, did. like yes. Clyburn, like and 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 it's things like that. Our our the Democratic Party is so split, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So there's like the there's Republicans factions because mm-hmm. it's functioning how a democracy should. should technically with different opinions and everything, and like, but it's kind of the like downside of a democracy is that you have so many different opinions, so that you can't really govern the way that like would be efficient like the republicans are efficient right so we have republicans versus like four other parties mm-hmm. and that's where mm-hmm. that's the problem and so umbrella under the yeah democrats yeah and so with you know and in roe v wade was a president mm-hmm. they're not going to stop there mm-hmm. oh and, no and unfortunately and they said it blatantly and like no they, they, they've the well gas, they already are the gaslighting though is what is like stressful because they were like, oh no that's precedent like we would never touch that and like progressives literally were like um i do want to say like these are the avenues through how they could do this and like we need to be aware and codify it they were saying codify it when obama got well and that's what i was going to say is i think like we all were like because Obama was the first black president. Mm-hmm. We let a lot of non things happen. Absolutely, because that was that we like, was the president. We were like, Woo, we, we were like, like, we did it. That mm-hmm. was it. And we the, got a black man in, and that and was opposite, it. We, and we got really complacent. And the opposite side was like, what? This black man is president. And they hunkered down and was like, absolutely not. We're taking this all the way back to the fifties. Like, and that's exactly like, what they did. Like, mm-hmm. we got complacent. We were like, we did one thing, and like now we can party for twenty five years. <laughs> exactly, and that not, that's not the case. And that's and that's not the case. And honestly, like I'm gonna like Ruth Bader Ginsburg may may she you know, mm-hmm. rest in peace. But honestly, should have stepped down when Obama was in office, that. so that we could have put somebody else in and during his first mm-hmm. term, like during his first term. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like there, but but then, but then it was like this, and that's again, it comes down to this like battle of wills. Mm-hmm. And then she died, mm-hmm. and now we've got two Supreme Court justices. Because, and I have to call it out because a lot of news media, not even far right or like Fox or like. Just journalists in general don't ever call out Republican leaders like Mitch McConnell, who went back on his word and was like, "Oh, you can't nominate Merrick or, or Merrick Garland for um, the Supreme Court, Obama. Like, it's too close to an election." Yeah. And literally pushed through Amy Coney Barrett like a week or two before the election. Like, well, and I mean, like, furthermore, we could start to debate the validity of whether or not. Their seats, her seats, should even 
stand because of Donald Trump being impeached. That part. Like, are they even valid because he was impeached? And if we we literally have to take it there, if they do not convict Donald Trump for anything, at least just, like, put an indictment, like... Our whole democracy is a policy. And yeah. Just like, because it's literally saying that, like, any president in those two weeks after, like, or, like, a month and a half or however long it is after, like, the election and the incumbent comes in, like, they can do whatever they want. They're above the law. Well, I mean, he's already fucking been, like, a, like found guilty of yeah. rape. Like, I mean, like... Yeah, there's the, been multiple reasons why he shouldn't be, but, like... It, it which... I mean, They're our government has power. been a joke, mm-hmm. and it all comes down to capitalism. And don't you worry, we'll mm-hmm. hit that one week. Don't you mm-hmm. worry. So, pro capitalist, hit us up because yeah. I'm ready to have that conversation I, with you. Yes, I, I will. Because I want to hear your side mm-hmm. as to why do you think? Because like the free market in theory makes sense. However, oh, so with the trickle down economy, but then why is you know all of the wealth and like ten percent of our people, one percent of our people, really? Yeah. But like, there's the top ten percent, and then there's the fucking rest and of us. And that can go right back into inflation because it's like, oh well, we gave everybody checks during the pandemic, and they had too much money. And now things, inflation went up. But you also gave the defense budget like billions of dollars. Like, yes, because God forbid people like, had wealth. Voted like upon like bipartisan and when the stock market crashed like at the beginning of COVID like they're like oh no we can't have that just literally pumped like two trillion dollars into that so that wouldn't like and nobody batted an eye which brings us back to to fully round this out why Roe v. Wade I believe is being overturned is because the workforce is there they believe the workforce is dying off because people are not fucking putting up with that anymore yeah, your twelve dollars an hour your ten dollars an hour ain't doing shit it's, it's really not paying my bills no. it's not feeding my children mm-hmm. it's not doing shit and they can make more on unemployment then why wouldn't you take it exactly and exactly the- and it's like the policy that like that older generation is living in brian because they could have a one job in a household, a whole household, not even like both like like spouses like having jobs. Like one mm-hmm. could have the house, the car, and the, like take care of the kids. Like under one. Oh yeah. Well, it could, like, well, and we we've seen the outcome of what that did to like I, like I'll put all my shit out there. Mm-hmm. It's not like anything to be embarrassed about mm-hmm. because capitalism. That we we tried that mm-hmm. when I had Evelyn and mm-hmm. I couldn't work because I was like essentially dying because yeah. I can't my pregnancies are rough because I should Ooh, healthcare healthcare <laughs> and so I you know we went on to a one family budget and then we had to file for bankruptcy yeah yeah because we could not afford our bills you can't and I will go out on a limb for all the single people out here like it is absolutely hard to be single in America you don't get any incentives like no kind of like tax breaks for being single like there's a oh, you don't have any, like, deductibles or... Uh, but in... in, in, in yeah. Well, I, I just think it's, like, if you're not if you're not making over $300,000 a year, they don't give a fuck about you anyways. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, in the same respect, when me and Zach file joint versus separate, I get more money being single mm-hmm. than we do together. Mm-hmm. And then I'm required to take on his debt as a married person. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole other mm-hmm. conversation. Because, essentially, who does that fuck over? 
the woman. Yeah, absolutely it would. Most of the time, right? Okay, like, I'm not going to say always. Like, I'm sure that there are women that go into relationships. I feel like that is, like, a rare anomaly because of how structurally it's set up. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. It it is to benefit the man. Mm -hmm. Okay. The whole country was built that way. Like, like, period. I mean. Land-owning white men is, like, what the country was built for. So straight white men, you have some work to do. Like you have some work to do if you if you call it out. Like, if, call exactly it out. Like, if you know call it the fuck out because we've been saying it and they don't listen to us. We've mm-hmm. been saying it for centuries since mm-hmm. it happened. Like and they don't listen to us. So obviously it has to be the straight specifically white black people. Like mm-hmm. specifically black women. Yes. Like look, let's give Who are the credit. Most educated. Like yes, let's, give, like, let's give credit where credit mm-hmm. is due. The black women have Holding been telling down the you. democracy though, like for. Ever like they have been telling us they don't give a fuck, and mm-hmm. we've all been sitting complacent in our own ways, mm-hmm. as as outwardly as me and you, I would say, like of our group of friends, yeah. probably like politically. Like, uh, listen, I have ver- barely a family anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have my own family. Don't mm-hmm. you worry about that. I have my found family, but yeah. like I have cut off a lot of family members. Hard, but, like, but that doesn't. But at the end of the day, like, why did it take me until I was in? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, whereas like. Black women have been telling us specifically, if we're going to take it back to Roe v. Wade, mm-hmm. that they're coming for us and no one listened. No one listened. Like, no one listened to them until it was too late. Mm-hmm. So white women, it's now your job to stand up for the specifically mm-hmm. like white women. Like we are the majority of the minority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so it's our turn now to put ourselves at the front line mm-hmm. and and to be heard because if someone's going to be heard it's going to be of of the minority it's going to be us so like talk to your white straight Mm -hmm. husbands and like literally as a whole society we are only as strong as our weakest link in the chain Mm -hmm. and if that is like the bottom of the totem pole whoever you want to consider that to be if we're not looking out for them who are we as a country or as a like society like well because, you like, can never know who your kids are going to be right like and i think like at the mm-hmm. end of the day like if you're not thinking about yourself but you start thinking about the future you never know what your children will be right exactly. you never know who your children will marry mm-hmm. you never know what your children are going to go through or not your children but your friends children yeah. your your cousins your nieces your nephews like you don't know what they're going to go through and that's who you're fighting for because we have such a small time on this planet mm-hmm. it cannot be about what is best for me and we like, have a me 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 mentality like i'm married to what is again a very heteronormative placing like facing relationship regardless of what happens or what I am like that's what it but and you know even to the point where like I didn't come out until this year because Mm -hmm. why would I have needed to right like for what reason except for that people like me exist exist and and if more people are willing to to speak out and to Mm -hmm. and to speak your truths then the people who don't or cannot exist in the comfortability of, mm-hmm. you know, heteronormative relationship or, like, uh, God forbid, just are black and yeah. can't exist on a fucking yeah. daily basis without being, you know, feared by the straight white man. Yeah. Then, like, the more people that speak out, the more support they have, the more, um, I believe, that our side, whatever that may be or whatever that means, but the, the people who want genuine, like, success for the human mm-hmm. race have the have the ability to win like yes. if if we all put what's uncomfortable out on the plate yes. for everyone to view which also means we have to take 
money out of politics. Mm. We cannot make it okay for corporations and like sponsor donors to like give millions of dollars to candidates. Like mm-hmm. that's legal bribery and we've made it legal here in America and like we have to take that out. Like mm-hmm. because when you have to campaign on like grassroots and like having people like then it's an equal playing field. Mm-hmm. You have the same amount of like resources as the next person who like amassed theirs because of your what you put forth, and therefore you can have the same amount of like TV ads and blah blah blah, like accessibility or whatever. Like because otherwise, like because then you get beautiful gems. Like and again, I'm gonna say here, like in no way, shape, or form is she perfect as no humans are. But then you get people like AOC who genuinely care mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the people because we need to see more people in politics who are poor. Yes. We need to who see, have been in those kind of jobs. In those like, kind of jobs, who are living those kind mm-hmm. of those those lives. Yeah, we need more people like that because those are the people who understand our plight, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah, John, Donald Trump with his fucking like one million dollar loan or whatever it a was. A con man from the very start. You know that you can't relate. You can't. You cannot relate to the ninety percent of America. And like, the, but see, that's the problem is because like. We all would like to see ourselves as, like, being millionaires who just haven't made it yet. Yeah. And so, like, it's easy to be like, oh, well, you know, once I do this, this, and this, like, I'll be able to get there. And, like, so, like, it's easier to decide with that. But, like, no. I would believe that 99% of the people I know personally in my life are one disaster away from bankruptcy. Oh, absolutely. And I would say... 90% of Americans feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And that's not... That's not okay. That's not okay. That's not okay. Even the even my richest of friends, I think, if some bad thing happened, a flood, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean? Like, and, like, how could you, as, like, like congressional leaders, like, want that for, like, the whole country? Is like, okay, there's a disconnect. We're, like, Gilded Age disconnect, really. Like, if mm-hmm. you want to take it there, like, where the top 10% of the 1%, like have all the wealth and then like the rest are just like a disaster away from being poor and destitute on the street and we vilify those people who are poor and homeless like we yeah. vilify them yeah, like, we, we want- act like they are like the worst things ever like yeah well, we want them to get jobs but you can't get a job if you don't have a place to take a shower and you don't have clothes and you don't have transportation yeah. and then even still you're going to get paid eight dollars an hour and it costs yeah. you know you know what like forty fifty thousand dollars a year to live yeah. at, at, at minimum at minimum so we went off on lots of tangents. <laughs> now you really know where we stand on most everything, so you can expect to know yeah. what's going to come. And the like, like we said, I will respect anyone's opinion. Like, I'm not I want to hear. Yeah, I mm-hmm. want to hear um, arguments outside of the Bible. Yes, yes. So if you're listening, um, and you thought I was, you were going to come on here and preach. That's not mm-hmm. what I need to hear. Because believe me, I we both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With you know, you have, he has pastors in the family, yes, and I. And like we can talk about the Bible, but like, but but you, you also have to believe, and like I'm I'm happy to leave it on this note as yes, somebody who who did, um, grow up in church. But if your God gives people the will to choose, then why are you any better than him? Mm-hmm. I'll leave it there. And as far as leading it back to government, we're supposed to have a separation of church and state. Period. Because. America is the land of the free, mm-hmm. and that means anyone is free to mm-hmm. practice whatever religion or not religion exactly. they believe. Exactly, it's not a Christian like Christian like it's not that. 
Everybody should be able to, like... And Christianity in the fucking, like, 1800s was different than it is now, by the way. The whole Constitution was different. And that's the thing, like, that's what's so nefarious about the Supreme Court Ooh, right that's now. that's a good like, word choice. Thank you. <laughs> like, it's nefarious because, like, they are literally citing, like, people who, like, burn witches at the stake, like, as, like, talking points of, like, people, like, to, like, listen to, like, mm. they believe in witches, like... And burning them at the stake, and that's who you want to like cite as like. Yeah, girl had a period, and they were like, "Fucking yeah. witch." Witch, you're a witch. I saw a goody proctor with the devil, like, <laughs> like, like, that, like, literally, they're like claiming these people like as like reasons why, or like, oh well, it didn't say anything about abortion in the Constitution back then, so this can't be precedent now. Blah, blah, blah. Well, well, you want to know like, why? Because in the 1800s, like. You want to know why? Mm-hmm. Because in the 1800s, when the fucking when we first became a when we first became a nation, abortions were women's business, and people were allowed to have them. Yep. Look up your fucking yeah. history. Because, Women weren't even mentioned in the Constitution at all until they were. Of course, and neither were black people. But also, like, they don't they're not right to, because black people were property. Property, three fifths of a person. Like, like we are supposed to be past that. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason why the 14th Amendment was there was so that they could get all those, like, states from the South to come back to the That's what amendments are for, bitches. And we have not had an amendment since, I think, like, 97 or something crazy like that. This is stupid. Because shit is changing. Because they're like, oh, we're traditionalists, though. I'm like, okay, but we don't live that way anymore. Like, I definitely believe, I'm about to be silly for a second, but Mm -hmm. I definitely believe there should be some kind of amendment that stops this work with AI, because that should be scaring me. So, like, that's a whole other thing. We'll we'll talk about that another day, because I I can't possibly talk mm -hmm. about that right now, two margaritas in. Mm -mm, It's a lot. It's a lot. Just know that it's happening now. Pretty soon. Not like soon. It's happening now. Yeah, this is some iRobot shit. (laughs) Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Once they figure out how to like make a profit with AI instead of workers, oh, it's, it's a over. It's a full wrap. They're trying to figure it out now. Mm-hmm. So be prepared. Think about going to McDonald's. When you go to McDonald's now, where do you order? At a little display. Mm-hmm. You don't go up and order from the people no more. Mm-hmm. And once they have the robots that can like serve you food and shit, like they do at the hospitals. <laughs> when I had Evelyn, this little <laughs> robot was on the on the elevator with Zach, and he was like, "Girl, there's an <laughs> elevator." <laughs> Uh, there's an elevator. There's a robot on this elevator with me. And I said, what? And he said, yes, it's delivering medicine to another room. Yeah. They're done with you. Yeah. And so at that point. And it's time to be done with them. Yeah. At that point, like, though, like, when they take the jobs, they're going to have to give people basic, like, universal income. Like, because how else are we going to be able to get things if there's no jobs? Time to rise up. Rise up. Be ready. Get right. information. Which leads me to my next, like. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. Woo! We made it. We have So today it. we don't have any guests, so we can't obviously have a next segment um, for that. But today, So today we'll be a little silly. Yes. Today we'll, you'll just get to know us a little more. I want to talk about some books. You want to talk mm-hmm. about some Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, books, books. Okay. Um, something you'll learn about me on this journey is that I love a book. A I love. Book. I love a good book. <laughs> um, I'm, I have plenty of friends who read more than me, but I read about... I read about five or six books a month. Um, sometimes more during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. She was reading like hundreds of books. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to get back into books. I've been reading more articles and mm-hmm. just random things and books. But I'm yeah, to get fantasy back. is like reading books for me is the only like is one of the things that helps me escape. I don't watch TV because TV is so political anymore, and mm-hmm. so it doesn't help me escape 
like used to. And my fantasy is like video games. Like mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. where I get my fantasy fix. Like, so um, I'm gonna tell you all about my favorite series right now. But I did. <laughs> you... I got the like um, audio, like audible. Like yes, he knows. I've been trying I'm to listening. get everyone to read it. I'm so, so if. You know me. You'll know that my most favorite used to be Harry Potter. I feel like, and we could have a whole conversation. Listen, Listen we will. When we have the episode about, you know, trans her. people, we're coming she for you. She named. who no, must not be named. But I used to be a big fan of Harry Potter, mm-hmm. okay? And so for years and years mm-hmm. after she came out as the piece of trash that she is, and I feel confident in saying that, and you won't change my mind about her. Um, but... I was I didn't want to read fantasy because yeah. I put so it much tainted. it was tainted and I loved I, I, Harry Potter it would for somebody who is it so shaped, hateful yeah it shaped how like our whole generation yes. thought about oppression and like other yes. groups being like they raised us like, she raised us to be <laughs> the people that we are mm-hmm. in se- while secret but probably because she stole the idea of Harry Potter but that's a whole other conversation <laughs> and so essentially. I didn't read fantasy for a really long time. I read a lot of romance because, again, I like to escape. I like something easy. I love a horror novel or, like, a sci-fi moment. But for a long time, I would only read standalone fantasies. I read fantasies, but I didn't want to commit. I didn't yeah, want to emotionally like- because I was so just harmed by mm-hmm. loving someone. And this is something we can talk about with people because it is really hard when you have to realize that your idols are Ooh. not good people Ooh. and what does that mean for you mm-hmm. and can you separate art from the person that's, that's something we can talk about on yeah. another day because we could have a whole episode about that mm-hmm. um but that being said so for a long time i didn't read fantasy series um and then yield tiktok came around i'm old as fuck so it took me a long time to get onto tiktok like 32 i was like Mm-mm. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was like i don't know and now it's like <laughs> literally my only personality trait <laughs> <laughs> I finally got on TikTok uh, because of Book Talk. I really mm. like wanted some book recommendations, so I got on Book Talk pretty heavily, yeah. and they kept recommending Akatar. Or for those of you who don't know what that is, it's a Court of Thorns and Roses. Akatar is the name of like this what people use as the acronym of the series. Yes. But there are what, five books right now. It's going to be an eight book series, I believe, mm-hmm. or maybe nine. Um, essentially. It's like young adult fantasy to start, and then it goes full fantasy, lots of sex. But here I am to say that it's okay, it's okay to be scared because I was terrified to learn. And listen, Miss Sarah J. Mass, people have people have issues with her as well um, because they say that she doesn't give enough um, people of color representation. But I want to like, how do you write about that? When you don't know it. And I know. And exactly. And that's where, like, Mm -hmm. so, again. You can't fault them for that. Like, because, like, I would hate for her to try and, like, misrepresent it. Like, then then what? Like, so. And I guess my whole point of that is saying I think maybe there are ways with which you can separate the art from the artist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I believe, especially in books, musicals. Why would um, you know? uh, TV shows, even movies. Once it's out, once you put your music once you put your art out there, it's not yours anymore, mm-hmm. right? It becomes the audience's. And so I think that there are ways that I still love Harry Potter, and I can say I love this. I love Akatar. Um, it it made me fall back in love with fantasy again. Yeah. And so since Akatar, I've read, like, three full yes. series, uh, series. Um, of fantasy and have allowed myself to say that it's okay if I fall in love with this because I can separate the person um, and I know that we could get into deeper conversations about 
buying them, monetizing them. Mm -hmm. There are ways around that, everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, you can go to secondhand shops. Yes. Um, you can go to Kendall and purchase, and then when you return it, it takes their money back from them. Mm -hmm. But don't do that to don't do that to new artists yeah. who are like, please don't do that to new artists. But if you like want to read Harry Potter and you don't own it. Rent that shit from Kendall mm -hmm. and fucking return it because it takes it out back out of Chances her pocket. Chances are there is someone that you know that has a copy. Yes. Digital so. or hardback, like, that, like, you can borrow it. Exactly. So, you know, do your research, of course. Like, don't, mm -hmm. don't, like, I wouldn't, like, if you've never read Harry Potter up to this point, maybe don't start now. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, maybe don't support her now. Don't watch the terrible new Dumbledore movies. <laughs> that shit's trash. Are they terrible? I've they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> they're not good. They're really not good. I watched the first one. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't good. And it was not the best. I fell asleep on the second one. Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne. You read him. <laughs> he, he tries. He Okay, but... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he... He he acts with his upper lip. He does. And he fully does. I don't like that. He's a lip actor. He is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, In the mm -hmm. South, like Kerry Washington, like mm -hmm. Kiera Knightley. Like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know, some people act with their hair. And yes. Jennifer Aniston is a hair actor. Yes, she, she does is. this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, after I leave you on books, I will update Ooh. you consistently through my journey. Like I finished a fantasy that is going to be a series today. Oh, also, you should know about me. I read mostly smut. Hey. I am a whore at my core. I love and, um, <laughs> But I'm married, so I get my whore tendencies out through reading. And that's healthy, I feel. It's not like you're being out there like that on no. these streets. Like, you just read about I it. I just read about it. <laughs> Give me some good dick in a book, and I'm good. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Talk to me about Beyonce. Listen, we have finally made it. Like, and <laughs> I'm just so grateful because... Usually we don't know when the hour will strike or like mm -hmm. and it's just like oh. You remember when her one off album came out and you were at my house? Yes. You weren't at my house yet, but you were supposed to be. Yes. And Zach literally was like, um, Jesse just came out with an album. I'm like, you're fucking lying. I don't believe you, no. And literally was like, Okay, whatever. Like looked at my phone and was like, Oh my god, and that was self titled, just like <laughs> out of nowhere, like out of nowhere, a thief in the night. And that's what she's done. But this time around, she's taking it back. She literally gave us, like, a first single a month and a half. Like, has been slowly feeding us things, like, She knows throughout. the way of the world. We can't handle something all at once. She knows no. that. We would have ever wanted to shut down. And, like, but there's still, like, we still don't know is the thing. Like, that's what I love about it. Like, they will literally, like, have, like, marketing classes about her rollout strategies. Because, mm. like, it's genius level. Like, Literally, like, she just came out with the track list, but we didn't know what the track list was before. And people were, it was still, like, the first, like, um, trending. trending, like, or, like, top-selling, like, pre-order. Like, mm -hmm. you didn't even know the tracks. Like, we were like, yep. Like, like based off clout alone. She's smart. Her army is mm -hmm. And the people who work at Parkwood, like, I give them all the flowers because they don't talk about anything. Like, and her NDAs are, like... She should honestly be president because, like, if she can keep that shit under wraps in this Listen, day and age. And what it is is, like, her album 4 leaked, like, a week or two before. Mm. Once she stopped, like, she left her dad and, like, was in charge and 4 leaked, like, a week before. And she was like, oh, this will never happen again. <laughs> like, and it has never happened mm -hmm. since. Like, She needs to let the fact that Lady Gaga in on those. She does. 
she, she needs does. somebody. She needs to help Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. You hearing us, Beyonce? <laughs> help her. The fact that we're five days away and nothing else has leaked yet, like. You won't break my soul. You won't break my soul. And I'm telling literally everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to talk about her more when yes. the next album yes. comes out. Yes. When yes. it comes yes. out, we'll have a little listen and a little talksy about mm-hmm. her. Also, TV-wise, the, like, prequel spinoff series of A Game of Thrones, The House of Dragons, is coming in August. They've released, like, a couple of trailers Listen, that, we like, could have a whole episode on Game of Thrones, and you know what? We should. Mm-hmm. And we should bring... Allie, if you're listening... Allie, we're calling you. We're going to call you in, because mm-hmm. I know you differentiate. And this is one of the things where me and Jamal actually differ. We do. We differ. We, we have do. different opinions. So we would actually probably have three different opinions going around It'll this table. It'll be a good one. Because I didn't hate the ending like everybody mm-hmm. else did. Um, and I will say I read the books, though, and <laughs> it's... Mm-mm. But it's I am, I am weary. I just read an article, though, like, about the ending and who ends up being king whatever like and they made valid points and i was like okay but it's just convenient for me spoiler alerts y'all if you haven't watched game of thrones at this point that's your bad yeah you Um, might want to skip ahead you might want to skip ahead like but i didn't read whatever article you're talking about but i truly still believe in my heart of hearts that Tyrion really ended up the king. I know it's not him. He did though. He essentially he, did. He did. He like, had to pick him at least. Like, well, because Bran was like, "All right, I'm gonna go into my mind and like you got this." Which yeah. Tyrion was my motherfucking number one. Say no. I love him. It's just the TV shows were making him do stupid decisions that but, the book Tyrion would never. Do. I know, but 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 I do think, and this is this is something that I'll struggle with, and because mm-hmm. the Actar is coming out with the series, you also read read the book, so mm-hmm. we can all watch mm-hmm. it together and talk about it, but. You have to view them as separate You do. You do. And it's so so hard because, like, even, like, my mom loved the Harry Potter movies. Mm -hmm. And I found a lot of problems with them. Like, we could talk about, like, the fourth movie is garbage. It's garbage. garbage. If you're comparing it to the book. And that was my favorite book until the last book came out, like. But then, if you talk about the movie, if if it were not in the realm of the books, it's a good movie. movie. It's my mom's favorite. Mm -hmm. So, I think... That's another conversation mm-hmm. we could have. Like, that you have to view it in its own thing. And so, like, I never read Game of Thrones. So, mm-hmm. for me, Tyrion was what Tyrion was. Period. And to me, and yeah. it made a lot of sense where it went. Yeah. And I think the whole conversation on Game of Thrones is the idea. And, like, we're about to put Sweeney Todd on. I'm directing. And, like, I could, like, rope this into Sweeney Todd. Whoop, whoop. Um, but the idea of, like, what is good versus evil and, mm-hmm. like, it's the things that happen to us that yes. make us make the, the choices that we make. And, like, obviously the books of Game of Thrones and the, and the series went off in their own direction. So, like, Tyrion no longer was who he was in the books. But I digress. Re- watch it. Even if even though I just told yeah. you all that, even if you haven't and you don't think you want to, it's a good acting. Especially the first season. The first season alone is worth even just, like, starting it. Because out of all of them, it falls very closely to the book, like... Mm-hmm. Almost word for word, like. And if you haven't watched Stranger Things, because I feel like we could mm-hmm. talk about that too, but I'm not going to. I know that's still new enough that yeah. some people still have to catch up. Anne Rice's a Interview with a Vampire series is also about to start, which I saw the trailer for it, and people are upset. The fans are upset, and I get it. But I also was like, I understand why they made the changes. Like, yeah, it's it, well. But I, mean, I have to be okay because before she died, rest in peace, she was a full part of like 
the process for that and like the writing of it. So I'm like, yeah, exactly. You have to give like if she was like okay with these changes being made, then obviously it wasn't too detrimental. Well, and like there is something about like unless it's gonna be a series now, like we're gonna talk about like if 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 <laughs> Harry Potter had been made into a HBO series, which somebody do that eventually, and yes. don't allow J.K. Rowling to have any part of it. I say animated. Then I think you have more validity in saying. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones bar second because like the fucking books will never be finished. They won't be. But but if like with something like Harry Potter where mm-hmm. they are finished, mm-hmm. then I think you are required to stick a little closer because yes. you have the time. You have the time. But too. like in a movie where you're like okay, I have two and a half hours like with the Hunger Games, like we could talk about the Hunger Games and mm-hmm. say that like I think the Hunger Games did a really good job. They did. I agree. Like like book to movie like mm-hmm. Twilight did the same thing. Which I just, that book I read today, the book I finished today, I have not read a vampire book since Twilight, and then I read one today, and I was like, wait, I do be liking vampires, it's I, just Twilight was trash. I have not watched all of the Twilight movies. It's not necessary. <laughs> it's definitely not necessary now. That's the thing, like, I was, like, fully, like, the amount of times we watched the first movie, <laughs> in the movie then. <laughs> but it's not necessary now. Don't do it, because the CGI will make you mad. Woo! Yeah, I never saw the last part two at all. And I don't think it's all the part one either. Like, okay, but Vecna is in that. He's in that. Mm. He's hot. Okay, I was like very against him. Yeah. And I was like, he's not hot. <laughs> and then I looked at him up and I was like, JK, he is hot. People be tricking us. Um, I do want to tell you that I don't plan to see where the Prada is saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read that book and it was one of my favorite books and um, she's not wanted for murder. Oh. And essentially the book is about murder and so like everyone's thinking it's like a confession. Wowzers. And I rated that my number one book of like 2020 and I'm like damn. damn. It's also I didn't realize it was written by a white person and it's very mm. much like knowing that and like to go back to the Akatar thing like people mm. are mad about I think what the people are mad about about Akatar is that she writes a lot of people of color, but then, like, they're like, but it's ambiguous. And I'm like, okay, well, it's also... That's probably best, though, if she doesn't know. Like Exactly. Whereas, like, you then you have, like, everyone's mad at Delia Owens about the way she wrote black people because mm-hmm. she's white. And I'm like, so I do, I, I, yeah. I, I see both sides of that as a white person. I obviously don't get that much of an opinion and on like, it. And, like, honestly, for me, I would rather they, like, just write characters. Mm-hmm. Period. Like, I see the difference with maybe where the crowd out scene versus Avatar is like the characters. It doesn't. I don't want to say it doesn't matter what color they are, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what the color of their skin is. Mm-hmm. That is not the plight of the book. Mm-hmm. Where the crowd out kind of has a lot to do with mm-hmm. the color of the skin. So then I do understand like why people are upset because it's like, and that's why people are mad about this interview with the vampire because the um, vampire. Um, Lestat. Not Lestat. The other one who Brad Pitt played. I only know Lestat. Ah, <laughs> damn it. It's, I'm having a brain fart. What is his name? Uh, not Lestat. Unlestat. Brad Pitt, baby. Oh, no. Come on, brain. Please work for me. Dakota Fanning. <laughs> <laughs> a legend. Uh, what is his name? Pierre or something. No, no. Fuck. I'm going to look it up. Uh, I'm going to look it up. Jean, we no. Uh, Ooh, that hurt me. Uh, Louis. 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 De Paul. Yes. Something. Louis, who Brad Pitt played in the movie, is played by an African American male in this one, a Creole male, which makes sense for being in Louisiana. They're mad because he's black. 
That's racist. Well, I mean, girls in America. <laughs> that's racist. That's racist. Now, that would the difference being mm-hmm. like that is that is that is maybe maybe you don't like say it's racist in nature, but like those are like you being able to say like because I saw it as a white person before, like I need to be able to say like this is just because that is preference. I would prefer mm-hmm. it to look like what it did before. That is racist in nature. The difference being like okay, if I want to say ragtime. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And it was, and they were like, we're going to have Cool House be played by a white person. Yeah. That's a problem yeah. because that is about a black person. Mm-hmm. But like, and so the reason the why they did the it. the interview with the vampire have they to do did with it any because color? I haven't the, read it, so. In the movie, Louis' character is a slave, like, plantation. Like, his dad owned the plantation. Like, he inherited it. But he had slaves. Whatever. Like, was a vampire. Black people own slaves, too. Okay. And so, in this... Not that, ooh, that sounded like... <laughs> but what I mean was, is, like, historically, yeah. that would have been a fact. Right. And so, in this instance, this Louis is a Creole African-American who owns a brothel instead. Which okay. makes it more palatable... Yeah! But for nowadays, I think, like... So we don't have to watch... A, like, a black man owning slaves. But, mm-hmm. in, in a sense... Or like, even a white man, like, owning slaves. slaves like, right. Not being romanticized, like... But, and, like, at the end of the day, like... If they kept it the same, black people didn't own slaves. They well, they were they were like top slave. I don't know, like like they know. were able to like keep watch of. Yes, there's I'm two marks in, so like <laughs> we're losing we're losing validity quickly. Right, but the point being that shouldn't be a reason why we can't put a, put exactly. a person of color in that role. Or like, is that the like? I don't know, because I've only seen Interview with the Vampire, like, once, and I have not read the book. But does that change the story so much that it, like, changes exactly? And that's no. what he's saying, no. no. And no. that's what I'm saying. It's like, that doesn't... That is where you have to be careful. Like, again, like, if you were to have a rock team or Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, mm-hmm. Lovecraft Country was a phenomenal book written by a white person, which I had issues with. He did a lot of research. I will say he did a really good job. Mm-hmm. But the show was by all black creators. And so they changed a lot. Yeah. And it changed essentially the entire premise of the show like mm-hmm. let's call it for what it is yeah. but it made it more true to the black experience, experience. Mm-hmm. and so it's like you have to be able to say does this change the art in right. a way that benefits the art or helps modernize it to be more palatable palatable mm-hmm. not palpable palatable for the modern audience audience and like that's the thing too because at there's a certain point where there's like just toxic like fan fandoms of things were like Star Wars Mm. the new um, Obi-Wan Kenobi series like had a prominent like black female like lead Mm -hmm. and they were mad just because she was a black lead like racism man it's really I'm like you don't own sci-fi no. As, like, a culture. Like, like, I mean, if we can really go back white people, we don't really have a lot. Mayonnaise may be it. Stop it. <laughs> we probably don't even make mayonnaise. <laughs> I fucking hate mayonnaise. But Same. But, like, yeah, I'm like, these, like, Star Wars bros are like, oh, they're just doing that because she's an African-American female. I'm like, why are you mad? Why are you mad? You literally had everything. Because her skin is better than you. You literally had everything else, like. Well, and but that's but they don't just they don't have everything else. They steal everything else. Okay, like, again, 
Like, even when we're talking about the new Elvis movie, like, I think it was brilliant of, was it, is it Nikki, who, like, puts in, or is it Megan the Stallion? I think it's Meg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Puts in the original creator of that song. Mm-hmm. You're nobody. Yeah. No. And, like, he was fully, like, just out here taking Big Mama Thornton's songs. And, like, That's what I'm saying. Like, we stole everything, white people. It's it's okay to say. Acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. And, like, who the fuck cares if, like. We have a problem with trying to sweep things under the rug and act like everything's And it okay. kind of goes all the way back to, like, what I was talking about with the strange loop. It's like, well, maybe if we just put black people in more prominent roles that have nothing to do with their blackness. Okay, like, mm-hmm. maybe if we made that a more regular thing, mm-hmm. then you would stop being fucking shocked by it. Because believe it or not, yeah. Yeah. black people exist in this world ben every existing. day. They're CEOs. Ben they, existing. You 